0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, ladies. Hi. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. This has been, wait, have we done a swap before? I feel like we have.
1: Yes. Like early, early days for us. I don't know if it was a swap because I just remember you came on ours like
0: year one for us. Okay. Yeah. Well, I am so happy to have you guys on. I'm joined today by Lauren and Chandler of the Pop Apologists, but I think our sisters might be best friends.
1: I think they are. Yeah. There's definitely a familiar relationship. I mean, I think that the bad broadcast and Pop Apologist's there's a lot of crossover right because we both started in Provo we have family members in Utah or i don't know about started in Provo if you were in Provo
0: i well yeah you it's all one one blob i was i think i was living in salt lake but it's the same thing
1: yeah we were we were in that that scene essentially at the same time i think when we were like both starting our shows so anyway, yeah. I think there's a lot of crossover. But yes, our sisters are best friends. My brother-in-law actually was chatting with me at one point and was just basically telling me how successful he heard you were. So congratulations. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that's really nice. I bet he got that info from my brother, Taylor. So that's I don't exactly know how accurate who he it'll it be, <laughs> but yeah, I always credit Taylor. I'm like, Taylor is my brother. I mean, all my brothers were great, but Taylor was the brother who was like, you have to start this. You have to do it. And so I always credit him. So he probably talks it up way too much. But no, I've heard nothing but lovely things. I met Courtney once in person, but I heard nothing but lovely things. And obviously I'm obsessed with the Bledsoe sisters in general. Oh my gosh.
1: You are so sweet. Well, we're obsessed with the bad broadcast and so excited to be here. Yeah. I need to say thank you to Taylor. For actually getting you to start the show. I mean, what what would it be? I don't even want to imagine a world where he hadn't encouraged you.
0: I know. We really do owe it all to him. Okay. So I thought today it would be appropriate, since I have the pop apologist girls on here, I want to talk about some iconic pop culture moments of the Mm. past. I've done something similar before, talked about scandals, things like that. But I asked you guys to compile a list of some of your most iconic most i kind of picked the ones that i feel like personally for some reason they took up a lot of time for me mm-hmm. but anyway i thought you guys would be the perfect the perfect pair to discuss this with i guess before we do that no let's just dive in i guess i don't really have anything else to say do you guys have anything else you want to add let's dive in okay perfect who wants to start let's go we'll we'll start chan why don't you kick us off wow i feel honored to be kicking us off
1: i want to also start this by Saying that I I use Chat GPT to get me an outline of this first scandal. And let me just tell you that Chat GPT I discovered got a lot of things wrong. <laughs> oh, gosh. Really? Yes. Yes.
0: It's discouraging considering how often I use Chat GPT to teach me absolutely I know. everything. And Chat GPT was also so sure of itself.
1: And it was really staggering when I fact checked Chat GPT. But apparently, you know like I said, chat GPT got it wrong about the Arnold Schwarzenegger. I I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I don't even care. The Arnie Schwarzenegger scandal, Mm. aka the love child, the affair, all of that. Do you guys remember where you were when this news broke?
0: What year was this?
1: This was probably 2011. Was when so it dad broke. was driving me actually to the airport. I remember passing Golden Spoon. <gasps> no, I don't. I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, do you <laughs> remember? <are> you, using? <laughs> where you were? Well, I do. Here's why I remember where I was, or at least the frame of mind I was in. And that is because I was a diehard Arnie Schwartzy fan. You know, I loved any Republican men that mom loved, i.e. George Bush, i.e. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. And if you remember, he was governor of California. It's so <laughs> let's but let's start at the beginning. So essentially, Arnie Schwartzy, Arnold, married Maria Shriver in the late 1980s. And they you know, had four children together. He you know, was governor. And news broke in 2011 that he had fathered a love child with a member of their household staff, a woman named yes. Mildred Baina.
0: I do remember Are we remembering? this very well.
1: Yes. yes. So what's crazy is as I dug into these details, I was watching a lot of TMZ videos on YouTube, you know, lots of intel, and it's wild to me because it actually all came to light during a therapy session, all right, where Maria really? point blank asked him if he had fathered their housekeeper's son. Because because sorry, he was body, no he matter. was
0: bodybuilding and ho- he was lifting weights in the hospital.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, here's... So, so. <laughs> the affair happened in the late 1990s, all right? And it wasn't until 2011, 2010, that Maria started to notice that the 10-year-old, or I don't know, 12-year-old, I don't know how old he was at the time. I'm not going to do that quick math, looked a lot like Arnold. Do you guys remember what he looked like at all? This is the any kid? Bell. The kid. Yeah, Maddie, do you have any photos of the kid on your phone? Do you... Do you... Let me... <laughs>
0: I'm like that's so weird. He's my background. I
1: think I think everyone should look up Joseph Baena.
0: Okay. On Joseph Google. I right didn't now. realize that they discovered this that, that when the kid was older, mm-hmm. he kept like the, the kid the, was like ten.
1: Yes, they had kept it a secret for years and years. I mean, she continued to work for the family while he was governor.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. One okay. Thing I will say. Well, I mean, here's what comes up.
1: Yeah. Oh, you see what that's I mean? the sun?
0: Oh <laughs> my gosh. Yes. Stop.
1: Yes. So yes, everybody, the news broke and the whole like scandal ripped apart their family after Joseph, you know, was like 10 or 11. I'm not going to do the math once again. And apparently they had kept it a secret for more than a decade. So it's actually so sad and like crazy the way that, this scandal uh, broke within their family. So apparently, Maria asked Mildred point blank when they were alone together. She said, you know, is Arnold the father of your son, Joseph? And Mildred says that she, you know, sank to her knees and started crying and, you know, said yes. And they just held each other and cried. And Mildred said that, you know, she said, it's not Arnold's fault. You know, it takes two so Maria had asked Mildred and then in a therapy session with Arnold, she then point blank asked him and the, ther- the therapist knew that this question was going to be like, you know, the point of that day's session. And, you know, the therapist <laughs> said, Maria has come you know here today to ask you, you know, a question and, you know, the rest is history. But it broke in 2011 and they got a divorce after
0: 25 years of marriage. So is that when they split up? Did they split up in 2011 or when did they... When did they officially split? Well, I think they officially separated that year,
1: but then I guess their divorce wasn't finalized until like 2018 or something, like way later. I think it took a long time separating out the finances.
0: I think about this sometimes, like in the next 20 years, how many kids are going to be doing DNA tests and genetic testing mm-hmm. and 23 me And all, I mean, I know it happens all the time now, but how often is it going to happen where it's a celebrity and they do their 23andMe and they're like, so... Were you going to tell me this ever, right, or right. were you going to let me live in the dark that my dad is some random A-list celebrity that you hooked up with in the nineties?
1: I mean, twenty-three and Me is destroying families everywhere, and that's a hill Left that I'm going right. to die on. You guys, I I need to just include a small detail that is so staggering to imagine, Maddie. You know, you're going to give birth soon. Here,
0: when this comes out, I will have birth. <gasps> you will have birth. Oh my gosh! I like want to say have congratulations. Birthed. Yeah, I have no I have no commentary on it, seeing as we're (laughs) pre-recording. But at this moment, unless if I'm still pregnant, I things have gone awry (laughs) because I will be very overdue. But yes. okay. so keep keep
1: going, though. So Joseph was born in the very same week as Maria delivered their youngest son, Christopher. So Mildred has her son. Five days later, Maria has Christopher. No, you know some men are really capable, Chandler, of all sorts of things. We actually have a family member who had two women give birth on the same day in the same hospital. This is true. Just wanting to share that men are capable of all sorts of debauchery.
0: (laughs) That is wild. Yeah, I I remember, I mean, I mean, I'm sure you guys have a similar experience like growing. I mean, Chan, you just said this with like loving Republican men that your mom loved. But you just have this idea of Republican men when you're like raised religious Mm -hmm. and Christian and especially for me being raised in Utah. And I was like, they're just they've never done anything wrong. Like, how (laughs) how could this be? And feeling so betrayed by like their life choices. And then you get to this age and you're like, how many other how many other people are doing this? Uh, Literally, like. I don't know if you guys have watched the Arnold
1: Schwarzenegger documentary that just came out on Netflix. I haven't, but like this man is problematic. And I know that word is sort of overused, but like he just, it's just interesting looking at him, like in the fact that he was still governor after like all the stuff that came to light about him. And yeah, he's just, he's, I would say he's a bad actor. I also wanna say that Joseph has done very well for himself, okay? Really? This kid was on Dancing with the Stars. All right. No. (laughs) Yes. What season? I, I, you know, Maddie, I actually don't know. Chat GPT probably got that fact wrong too.
0: That's okay. That's okay. I'll do a quick Goog while you're talking. Thank
1: you. Do a quick Goog. He did go on to star in Dancing with the Stars, which we know is the pinnacle of success. He did start to do some bodybuilding himself, and now he's a happy real estate agent. So I would say this—you know—we could tie a bow on this situation, and everyone is good, and Arnold loves all of his children. I mean, I actually have so many thoughts beyond the fact, the very basic fact that becoming a real estate agent is the perfect career for anyone born to super wealthy parents because you're just connected to super wealthy people who are <laughs> buying really expensive homes. You just yes. hit up all your parents' friends. It's like a built-in career. Anyway, but beyond that, I am the thing that I'm struck by about this scandal is not that Arnold Schwarzenegger stepped out on Maria Shriver. I mean, incredible women being stepped out on is a tale as old as time. But what I'm struck by is the fact that the housekeeper, her name was Mildred Chandler or is Mildred. Mm -hmm. She's still with us.
0: I think she's still with us. She is still a housekeeper. Even
1: that's what I'm trying to get at is why on earth did Mildred keeping the housekeeper? I mean, it's time to get those child support checks from Arnold bitch.
0: It's so true.
1: That's when the blackmail should have started. My opinion, get that bag.
0: Nobody's using blackmail enough. (laughs) nobody's blackmailing celebrities nearly enough.
1: Absolutely correct. And if there are gold diggers listening, they might be thinking, okay, my goal is to become the wife of the super wealthy guy. So I'm going to try to meet the guy at the, at the bar, at the nice place or whatever, whatever, whatever. A quicker con might be just becoming the housekeeper or the nanny and then getting that child support pretty quickly. Like, but that also means you need to have a love child.
0: <laughs> did true. they have did they have some sort of like i wonder if they had like if she was in love with him did she want to yeah. stick around because she was in love with him
1: i think that the affair continued you know from the facts that i uncovered i don't think it was just a one night stand i think that they had an affair
0: yeah like full blown it seems like it and i am actually shocked to report that he was on Dancing with the Stars last year. Oh my gosh, <laughs> 2022. All of the articles that I'm seeing 2022, he, Joseph reflects on Dancing with the Stars, eliminated too soon. Maybe these are recent things, but yeah, season 31, which like just wow. happened. Yeah. No tino shade, but
1: I do think that the Dancing with the Stars casting call is really hilarious.
0: I mean, these people are desperate.
1: (laughs) It's bottom of the barrel for sure.
0: I don't understand. But sometimes they get, there's always one in there that you're like that the whole budget had to have gone to that one person. And then the leftovers, they were like, okay, how do we fill in 15 more spots? (laughs) Because when they got like, I mean, Charlie D'Amelio was on it two years ago, like at the peak of her, like she was one of the most popular internet people of the year and they got her. But then the rest of her season was people that they were like, okay, we can pay you 10 50 an hour. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all we have left. Oh my god! Yeah, the, The star
1: in the name becomes a really generous name for that show. Dancing with the stars. When you look at the lineup, that's for sure.
0: I know. And it always dancing with the stars sucked me back in because There's always like five Utah people on it. And so I always feel this like loyalty because I'm like, I got to like, like, I don't know what it is about Utah breeding, dancing with the stars professionals, but then I feel (laughs) this draw to it and it's sucked me back in time and time again. I I mean,
1: here's my question. Will you go on dancing with the stars? Like maybe post baby?
0: Post baby, and if I ever need to cheat on my partner, I will definitely <laughs> seek out dancing with the stars. So I feel yeah. like that's that's the pipeline. <laughs> this episode of the Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Athena Club. All right, I am out of my cheap razor era. I've been a diehard of the cheap razor for a long time, but it is time to get the premium razor. That my body deserves with Athena Club. First of all, the Athena Club Razor Kit is an absolute steal. It's only $10, but don't let the price fool you, okay? Because it is heavy duty. It comes with a beautifully made handle, two super sharp razor heads that deliver an incredibly smooth shave every time. You also can hang it up in your shower and it looks so cute. They have the cutest little colors. And don't forget the quality of the shave. Athena Club's razor glides effortlessly thanks to those five precision engineered blades. The blades are perfectly spaced out to let hair pass through with each stroke and you will experience less irritation, which is always a win in my book. The blades on the cheap razors, they're just, they're not doing it For me, okay? They're cutting me, they're slicing me open. I'm needing to call an EMT the minute I step out of the shower. I just want a smooth shave. Is that too much to ask? Not with Athena Club. So, if you are ready to upgrade your shaving experience, switch to the best razor on the market and show your skin you care with Athena Club. Head over to athenaclub.com to try their award winning razor and body products and get 20% off of your purchase with code BAD at checkout. You can also find Athena Club razors at your local Target. Trust me, you won't look back happy shaving with Athena Club. Once again, that is athenaclub.com and get 20% off of your purchase with code BAD at checkout. AG1 really is that girl. I first gave AG1 a try because I've been seeing it everywhere. All of the influencers that I follow, all the TikTokers that I trust have been using AG1 forever. So I tried it and I'm so happy to finally be partnering with them. Since drinking AG1 daily, I just feel better and I'm trying to get my body, you know, back in gear. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it is a powerful, healthy habit that also is powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. It simplifies your routine because it has so much of what you need. It also supports healthy aging. Why is that important? Because aging is a part of life. I want to look good as I do it. You know, we can put it off for as long as we want, but at the end of the day, we're all getting older and we all want to feel good as we do it. So AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why I'm so excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. This is exclusively only at drinkag1.com slash bad broadcast. Once again, that is drinkag1.com slash bad broadcast. Go ahead and check it out. Lauren, let's go to your first choice your personal, I don't know, favorites the right word, but the scandal that you chose that defines an era. Okay. So I think
1: that we can all learn a lot from the following scandal. And that is Martha Stewart going to prison for insider trading. Okay.
0: I was so, so, so happy that you chose this. Thank you.
1: I feel like there's there's so many life lessons, golden nuggets to take away from this woman and her experience. So let me bring everyone back in time to 2002 to this insider trading scandal that landed domestic diva Martha Stewart in jail. So she sold her I'm clone stock in 2001, allegedly on a tip from I'm clone founder, Sam Waxel and got $58 and 43 cents a share, a total of 230 grand. That was, you know, her payout from that from that sale. She ended up being convicted in 2004 of lying to federal prosecutors about the circumstances surrounding the sale and spent five months in prison. So Martha sold her stock allegedly on worries that the FDA was going to reject Herbitux, I'm clone's colon cancer drug. And here's the key mistake that Martha made. So Martha was not convicted of insider trading. She was convicted of obstruction of justice because she lied to federal prosecutors. She lied to the FBI. She basically ran her mouth and was talking to the FBI about this. And one of the key takeaways is for anyone who gets a a stock tip, wants to sell, you know, wants to (laughs) have a windfall of cash because they hear some sort of drug is not going to be approved or whatever insider tip they get, whatever Dumas DM they get that's going to hit their stock Mm. portfolio. If the FBI comes after you, don't say anything. Just shut what like the golden bachelor Nancy says, zip your lip. okay? because a lot of people say that nothing would have happened to Martha if she had just literally said nothing and lawyered up, which is very interesting.
0: Mm. It does seem like I mean, not that I understand that world quite literally at all, but it does seem like avoidable to just not say it. Well, yeah. And the
1: thing is, is like I feel like I always see headlines. That's like ex senator sold all these shares. And then three days later, legislation was passed that, you know, this company, X, Y, and Z. Like it seems like insider trading happens all the time on Wall Street and in Congress, not to be cynical or political. But anyway, so so yeah. So I think that this is actually like a pretty common thing that happens and that Martha could have avoided her stay at the Alderson Federal Prison a minimum security prison that had the lowest level of security in the Bureau of Prisons. There were no fences. And Martha, along with other inmates, were generally allowed freedom to walk around the compound unescorted. And then in terms of the jail sentence, she decided to go to jail rather than appealing her verdict so that she could still do her. Basically, she had shows lined up for the fall and she could have appealed and said, I don't want to go to prison. But she didn't because what she said on David Letterman is basically that if she had dragged it out and tried to get out of it completely, that all of the mm-hmm. deals would have fallen through because all these right. networks, they don't want to like do deals with someone who could potentially going to be going to prison for a long time. So she basically right. had don't to, want to plan around out. it. Exactly. Gotcha. you yes. can't
0: plan around the unknown. These scandals, uh, like in the early two thousands, I mean, and i I'll bring this up in mind too. They felt huge mm-hmm. when they happened. Like if you had asked me, 10 years ago, how long I thought Martha Stewart was in prison for, I honestly would have said like five to 10 years. Like I would have thought like when you hear five months, like you're like, oh, that was so small. But again, I mean, and I blame like the constant, like social media, pop culture news cycle that we have, that things just move faster now. In the early 2000s, it's like there was one story going at a time, it seemed like. So all of these stories felt so huge, but it felt like the Martha Stewart jail sentence. First of all, I always thought that she went to jail for something like, honestly, I thought she went to jail because she was plagiarizing recipes. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I believed she went to prison for. Like I thought because there was no other. I was like, what does Martha Stewart do? She cooks. Like I literally I didn't put it together till I was probably far too old. What she actually went to prison for.
1: Plagiarism is very scary and they will prosecute you for plagiarism. Yes, <laughs> they will, especially in the in the cooking arena. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to it's hard to prove that you created that carbonara recipe. So that's why I've always stayed out of the recipe game.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get caught in that. But I feel like Martha, I mean, I love, I love the evolution of Martha Stewart. I love where she is now. I've really enjoyed. I enjoy some Martha Stewart content still to this day.
1: I Absolutely. feel like this is a fun footnote in her life story. Personally, it adds some texture. It adds some dimension. It adds some perspective. Totally. It's now like yes. a, a dinner party story. It's a party trick. A couple things I would like to call out momentarily. One, it's shocking to me that this was only for like 200 grand. Well, again, and that's a a big thing that people say is like, she literally makes that amount monthly on the just interest in her checking account. Like it's such a paltry amount. I think that that speaks to how honestly common insider trading actually is. Mm. Like, I don't think that she was, you know, clenching her stomach and being like, I really need this 200K. So I'm just going to do this and hope no one sees I think she was kind of picked out. They saw that she did it or whatever. They got tipped off and they picked her out to make an example of because she's famous. I don't think she thought that much of it when she did it. I mean, can I also just say that I am looking up the prison, all right? And I'm just going to say that the BYU dorms are not far from this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine that the low security freedom to roam five month jail stay is comparable to what a lot of people go through when they're sentenced to prison.
1: I mean, there's probably not an honor code. Okay. At Alderson. <laughs> yeah. The
0: Alderson facility. But I wonder if any cellmates have come forward who have who have spent significant time with Martha. I wonder if she's friends with them still.
1: Yeah. It, it's interesting. She said on Letterman that basically she, they all tried to laugh every day. They tried to keep Aww. their spirits up.
0: So mm-hmm. that was
1: cute. But I think I was most inspired by how profoundly unbothered she she seemed by the whole thing. Like, remember the, the footage of her getting off the private jet when she was leaving or getting on the private jet to go back to her estate in New York? She had a fresh blowout. She had a stunning scarf she knitted. She waved to the camera. She looked wonderful. And I just think that if anything, we should all, when we face life's tribulations, try to approach them, you know, feeling entirely unbothered like we can get through it
0: yeah that's a that's an eternal perspective lauren i think exactly. that's what i think that's what what martha had <laughs> going into prison this episode of the bad broadcast is sponsored by ritual it's good to be a skeptic there are certain things that deserve your skepticism Maybe it can save you money or maybe it can keep you from wasting time at like a seminar of some sort, or maybe you don't spread gossip because you're a little bit skeptical of the person it's coming from. It is good to be wary of things. If you can spot a too good to be true health hack from a mile away and you also read labels like it's your job, congratulations. That means you're a skeptic and ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed essential for women, 18 plus multivitamin has high quality traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. You're probably short on vitamin D. Most of us are 97% of women ages 19 to 50 are not getting the vitamin D that they need from their diet. Rituals essential for women, 18 plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. It's wintertime, baby. The nights are long. The days are short. We need our vitamin D. I also love the minty freshness that Ritual provides in their multivitamin. Their multivitamin has nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption. Also, they are USP verified, so you know that you can trust it. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. Ritual is a female-founded B Corp, meaning they are holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. So no more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 40% off of your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash broadcast. Once again, you can start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today with ritual.com slash broadcast for 40% off. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by ShipStation. As a consumer, as a customer, as an online shopper, I care about shipping speed. I care about how much shipping costs. Sometimes I abandon carts if the shipping is too much or it's going to take too long. Shipping can really make or break a sale. I know we all know that as consumers, but we especially learn that as business owners. As your business grows, ShipStation can help optimize how you ship your orders so you can stay competitive while you scale up. Whether you're shipping 100 packages a month or Thousands and thousands and thousands. ShipStation lets you automate routine shipping tasks and easily handle returns. They have a free trial and quick setup so it's easy to try things out before you commit or get started right away. I've always used ShipStation whenever I've been shipping merch or run my own website. I always connected to ShipStation. It makes it super easy. You can have everything automated. So, all of your shipping tasks, you can manage orders, print labels, compare rates. You can optimize every shipment and automate delivery notifications. ShipStation has enterprise solutions that reduce warehouse costs and improve profitability. Hello improve profitability. It's what we're all trying to do here, right? As your business grows, you can save thousands on shipping costs. They have industry-leading discounted rates from UPS, USPS, DHL, and Global Post with discounts up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e commerce businesses with ShipStation, and 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Use the promo code BAD today at shipstation.com to sign up for your free 60 day trial. Once again, that is shipstation.com, promo code BAD. <laughs> No, I was so happy when you chose that. Again, it's one of those ones that I just I feel like it took up so much time when I was younger. I spent so much time thinking about it. And that's how I feel about this next one. I'm gonna roll right into mine. If you're done, Please, Lauren. Please, I'm I'm all set. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, this is just a topic. I binge your guys' TikToks. I want to talk about Taylor Swift. I wish we could talk about things that are happening right now, but I know this is gonna come out in the future. So I I won't, I won't time stamp us too hard. But a scandal that I feel like has affected my day to day for the last 14 years is Kanye interrupting Taylor at the 2009 (sighs) VMAs. This was like, I mean, we are, I personally feel effects as I think we all do as Swifties in general feel the effects of almost 15 years later. So it was in 2009 at the VMAs. Taylor had just won the award for best female music video and I mean I I should I I'll, maybe I'll put the audio in right here. Kanye hops on stage and says, "I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish." But Beyoncé had one of the best music videos of all time. And I just I mean this sparked I mean it sparked songs, it sparked feuds, it sparked phone calls, it sparked I feel like years and years and years. I feel like this, I feel like this is like one tiny piece of the Kanye. I mean, it is a one tiny piece, the beginning piece of the Taylor and Kanye saga. How mm. did you guys feel when this happened? Cause I was a Kanye fan at yeah. the time. I hate Kanye now, as I think most people do. But at the time I was like, Kanye's cool. And, and right. like, he's like a great artist. Like, I don't understand. It was like a really weird thing. Now looking back, it's, it's obvious how I mean, yeah. But how did you guys how did you guys feel well, when you saw it? So I'll just say I completely agree with you. I think this changed the course of history forever. Absolutely. This is a
1: watershed moment for like humanity. And I remember at the time being like kind of like, oh, Kanye so quirky. You know, he's just kind of ridiculous, like funny prank. I did not feel the depth of what he had done at all. In fact, I don't totally. even know if I watched the live video until recent years, and I actually went back and watched it within the last six months, and I was so floored by how uncomfortable it was, how cruel it was. Like it wasn't just like it wasn't. I don't know. It, for some reason, in my head, I kind of chalked it up to like a like a wardrobe malfunction at an award show, where she's like, ah, you know, shit happens. And totally, we did it. Totally. And then going back and watching it, I'm like, well, first of all, what a complete a hole. Thank you, mom. I'm not cussing.
0: Yes, that one's for you.
1: That one's for you. I I was just like, I cannot believe how he did this to her. And she looks so
0: young. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. And she is. I mean, she is so young. I mean, she's only 20. Let's see. She's no, she might even be 19. Yeah. Yeah. And she's standing there. She was
1: young. She's standing there and she looks like a deer in the headlights. Like she just looks so Uncomfortable crestfallen and, and crestfallen and nervous, and she's trying to keep a brave face. And it's honestly, it's really hard to watch.
0: It it is so hard to watch, especially knowing what we know now. Because I mean, yeah, like I said, this wasn't like it happened once, and then we got over it. And there, like, it, it's like it was like every few months there was a new Kanye Taylor thing that came out that was right. And like, I, I mean, I felt the same way like, you know, hearing the unedited phone call where you're just like, why? Why was she like? I I don't know. I go back to that all the time. Like, why her? Like, Mm -hmm. why was it this girl that you chose like to put all this time and effort into knocking down as hard as you possibly could?
1: And I think another unfortunate side effect is that it really kind of amplified, you know, this really like dumb comparison of Beyonce and Taylor Swift. They are both incredible superstars like at the top of their game. And I think it just really like supercharged that, you know, Beyonce versus Taylor thing, which I'm so glad we kind of like are out of like seeing them together this year and you know, the premiere and stuff. Totally.
0: I was going to say the same thing. Cause to me, to me, I mean, I, yeah, people, I mean, that's a huge topic. People are always like, well, you're, you're a Taylor fan or you're a Beyonce fan. And I'm like, they are so wildly different to me in every way. I'm like, Like they don't even seem like you could compare the two. I mean, it's apples and oranges to me. Yes. And like I've, I've talked to, yeah, my, my brother's about the, they're like, well, Beyonce. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not an either or thing. And I definitely think that the either or started here. Cause obviously after the fact Beyonce won, what did Beyonce win later in the show and invited Taylor back up to give her speech, which in like, I think Taylor handled it really well. Personally, I would have been humiliated to go back up. I would have felt really pandered. Wait, pandered yeah. is that the right word? Like, like uh, I just like patronized it felt condescending. or whatever. Patronized. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, sure. yes, yes, yes. Patronized. And I think that it was done out of out of kindness. I don't think that Beyonce like was trying to do anything like that but personally like if that would have happened to me and then I would have gotten called back up on stage by Beyonce I would have been like please don't make me go back up and and bring more attention to what just happened but right. then you look at it from Beyonce or Beyonce's point of view and it's like what was she supposed to do just ignore this huge right. elephant in the room that right. Kanye had just done this but personally I'm just like oh I and she, Taylor is obviously graceful as ever you know handled it really well and all of the subsequent things that happened with her and Kanye but yeah yeah, I I I was that I was at you Chan who said it really did define like the last 10 years it did, of pop culture. Opinion.
1: I don't think yeah. we would have the Taylor we have today without that experience. Well, like, I and mean, yeah, go ahead, Laura. Think about her sonically. You know, we would that moment set so many things in motion for Taylor. Mm-hmm. It set such a huge narrative for her of being kind of of, of being bullied. And I think that we wouldn't have reputation if that moment wouldn't have happened because we wouldn't have had the line in Kanye's song about him making her famous. So there wouldn't have been that phone call. Kim would not have, you know, created the we hate Taylor moment or Taylor Swift is over party movement. Taylor would not have gone into hiding essentially and created reputation. It is interesting to see that that really set off a cascade
0: of cultural moments. So, yeah, I totally, I totally agree. And it's weird because I, I, I find myself not a Kardashian hater. I don't hate Kim Kardashian, but then sometimes I go back and I remember this whole thing that happened, and I'm like, my loyalty remains with Taylor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, for sure, and just yeah. th- you know, like, and I, I mean, and then we get into the whole, the whole topic of the dynamics between Kim and Kanye and all of that, which is a whole other beast. But yeah, no reputation would would absolutely not exist. The Taylor. Mm -hmm. we know and love would not exist. Cause yeah, it was probably the moment where she was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, like I'm, I'm going to be like torn down by the biggest names in the music industry, which continued to happen over and over again. Mm -hmm. And like she has become bigger and more powerful than ever. Like, it's just the, the tenacity it requires to like overcome public humiliation like that Mm -hmm. is, is unbelievable.
1: Yeah. I also, I think I also I think like one of the things that I remain outraged to or I remain outraged about to this day and not to get political, but I do think that, you know, Barack Obama came out at the time and called Kanye a jackass after that. It, Obama was, I think, newly elected or in his first term, but no other world leader said anything. And I yeah. still feel betrayed because of that. I don't know if you guys, yeah. you know, ruminate on that, but I still Always. feel like where where was Xi Jinping? Okay, was, <laughs> the
0: was the, the queen? The the was around. Si- radio silence from <laughs> from, from uh, across the pond.
1: No, for real, Angela Merkel. I mean, I'm sorry, just crickets. Like Justin tripping. Trudeau, I, I, Where the fuck were these people when we needed
0: them? <laughs> anyway, they. It was a global crisis at the time, but I. I mean, yeah. Lo- looking at it, I and I. I feel this way about Taylor. It just in general just the pinnacle of overcoming stuff like this i don't even know yeah. how else to phrase it but it's like i mean she really is one of those artists that you look at and you're like well she she decided to to do it and she kept going and she didn't let it you know deter her and she became bigger than all of this and she you know there's something there's just something about her that is is admirable mm-hmm. and i think it started here i think it just i mean it opened her up to all of this and I don't want to say I'm grateful for it. I don't want to say I'm glad it happened. Yeah. But I am so grateful for the result of current Taylor.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it was the refiner's
0: fire. She was put through.
1: Abs- oh, Chandler. Yes, for, for sure. sure.
0: <sighs> so poetic. Okay, Chan, you got another one for us? I've got another one. This one is a little bit quicker.
1: I don't know if you guys remember Winona Ryder. She was a little bit before my time. Not to age myself, but...
0: How old are you, Lauren? Are you 30? I'm 33.
1: Oh, 30. I'm deep 30s. So you Lauren... You're d- 40. Is <laughs> the same age as Winona Ryder.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Me and Winona Ryder are actually contemporaries, contemporaries. for sure. <laughs> but Winona Ryder was, you know, on the scene, you know, in the 90s with Gwyneth Paltrow. You know, the two of them were like it girls. But, you know, while well, Gwyneth kind of mm-hmm. had this like homegrown, like, you know, girl next door, I don't know, type of vibe. Winona was like more of the cool girl. She was like had darker Mm. energy. And, you know, if you remember, she dated Johnny Depp.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like she was in, I mean, she was doing like Tim Burton. She was doing like some darker roles.
1: Like she was in Heather's Age of Innocence, Edward Scissorhands. There's one other that I'm spacing, but.
0: Beetle Beetle, I mean, I just, Beetlejuice.
1: Yes, she, she was nominated a bunch of times as well for Academy Awards. And mm-hmm. so in 2001, she found herself, you know, in the center of a highly publicized scandal where she was accused of shoplifting five grand worth of clothing and other accessories from Saks Fifth Avenue in Beverly Hills. So, ladies, have either of you ever shoplifted before?
0: You know, I have. But not anything substantial. What my my version of shoplifting is like: I will leave a case of water underneath my shopping cart, and I have gotten in in trouble <laughs> because I say this on the podcast. I also may type in a red delicious code when I'm buying a Honeycrisp. <laughs> okay. That's the extent <laughs> I paid the price. I got many a one star review because oh. I admitted that. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. Oh, because you didn't <laughs> vote with your dollar.
1: That's hilarious.
0: Oh, oh yeah, because I, I, was I thinking organic, not organic That's so funny. Oh, Wait. that too. That too.
1: <sighs> well, Maddie, you've now invited me to make this public omission, but I've definitely, you know, when searching for the organic versus non-organic mm. apples, I've certainly selected the non-organic while the organic ones have been in my cart. Thank of you for, oh, for coming gosh, clean. Chandler. We don't need any more one star reviews. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank just, you for that. <laughs> it,
1: it is hilarious. So the red delicious is that's a pretty staggering thing to do because red delicious apples are essentially <laughs> <a> free. It
0: <laughs> <laughs> should be free. So <laughs> and honestly, it's one of those things. And I'm going to ask this about Winona as well, because the question stands. Why? 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 Is it uh, just like, sometimes I think I do it just to feel something. Totally. I
1: think sometimes there's the, there's the rush and the heat of the moment where you're just kind of like, what would happen if I just, you know, slip this eyeliner up my sleeve? I've never done that for the record. I really haven't. But Winona. Sure. sure so Chandler. She, she yeah, was sure. Chan. Lauren, you also, you, you kept totally silent. Have you ever shoplifted? Okay. I thought we were going to blaze right past me. <laughs> um, never. You know One of my favorite things to do was to go to the Sprout when I was in college, to go to the Sprouts in Provo and to get a bag and do like put candy in it from the barrels and then just happen to eat the bag of candy while
0: I was shopping.
1: (laughs) So by the time I got there,
0: it was that was over. There's no candy. If we're counting things like that, I may need to add a few things to my list because <laughs> I definitely have gone to a salad bar and picked out the olives before I got to the, the checkout line. <laughs> and olives are heavy. They are one of the oh. heaviest things you can put on your salad.
1: What about the yogurt <gasps> toppings we all have picked out before it's been weighed yeah. at yogurt land?
0: Like, oh, that's so true. Reese's gummy are dense, bears, everybody. Reese's We'd brownie bites? we on our way to
1: Alderton. <laughs> <laughs> Or Alderson, uh, federal prison. Uh, <laughs> okay, so it sounds like we are all shades of Winona. And let me just yes. tell you that she made some serious blunders because she walked around, first of all, the Saks Fifth Avenue in Beverly Hills, which is, you know, that that is a, a a shopping establishment that is definitely under security and, you know, under high scrutiny. And the security cameras caught her, you know, shopping around for, you know, quite some time. She had several large bags with her. Then they caught her or then they, you know, witnessed her going into the dressing room where she br- had brought a pair of scissors and she cut off the security tax. All right. Oof. So they, they saw all this going down. And then literally as she, she does pay for a few things, but then she doesn't pay for a lot of other things. She's like massive bags with her. It's all on tape. As she's walking mm. out of the store, the security chase her down and, you know, accuse her of, sh- of shoplifting. And she says to them, I am so sorry for what I've done, but I'm actually preparing for a role where I, the director wanted me to shoplift, which is a 12 out of 10 excuse.
0: It is called being an actor. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I didn't know she said that. That is
1: so good. (laughs) That's so good. And that, that continued to be her defense throughout court proceedings, even though no No, no, no director surfaced. You know, nobody could like corroborate this account. She also got in trouble for having prescription medication that wasn't prescribed for her. And it was like a like possession of a controlled substance or whatever. Mm. And she the trial began in 2002. And then she was like she was accused. Let me actually make sure I have this right of or what she actually was convicted of. So she was convicted of felony grand theft and vandalism charges, but she was acquitted of felony burglary. And she had to pay a fine. And then she had to do 480 hours of community service.
0: Whoa, that's a lot of hours. Seems that like is a lot. that's a ton of
1: hours as someone who that's has way. had to that's serve com-
0: Spotify wrapped on Taylor Swift.
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually have had to do community service, court ordered community service. And that's a ton of hours. I think I had to do wait like 60. What for
0: <laughs> what'd you do? Have there, I, has this
1: been discussed? I think maybe at some point in the podcast, I this is where it's a letdown. I was driving people in my car before you were allowed <laughs> to drive people in your car on New Year's Eve, and I also didn't know how to turn. Well, I had my brights on, like on New Year's had, Eve, didn't know how to turn them like, off, and I was drunk. <laughs> was,
0: there was I a lot drunk in California,
1: <laughs> yeah, that you can't have friends in the car for your like your people in the first car year. For your first year, six
0: months of driving, yeah, for your first year, yeah. I think we had that too. So it was, I was, I thought you were yeah. going to say, and also you had like blow on the dashboard,
1: yeah, and I was yeah. doing whippets while driving. <laughs> no, but I. I got pulled over and the cop was like, you know, your brights are on. And I was like, yeah, I was like, not sure how to turn those off. And then he like showed me how to turn them off. And then he was like, can I see your license? Also, I had forgotten my license. I was on my way to the steak dance. But anyway, I got a huge ticket and the ticket got knocked down to a smaller ticket and uh, community service. The best part about this whole story is that I was able to put that community service on my BYU application. I did not include that it was court ordered. Definitely helped me get in.
0: Wow, oh, that's, that's hilarious! Actually, <laughs> that's making lemonade if I've ever heard it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. Is that is that the end that's, of the of that's the Winona? End of it. Yes. That, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. What year was this? Two thousand what? Two thousand one. Two thousand one. So she was. Oh man, how old was she? A, t- a teenager still? She was
1: definitely in her early twenties, I want to say, or like mid twenties, because okay. she started dating Johnny Depp. And now, actually, mm. she just started dating Johnny Depp when she was like 17 or 18 in 1989, and they dated for mm-hmm. four years. I actually have a much longer diatribe about how I think this can all be traced back to Johnny Depp because I think their relationship always can be. really did a number on her. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, so that that is the tale of Winona Ryder, shoplifting.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, again, I asked the question, why? And it's like, is it, do you think it was she wasn't sober? Do you think it was she just craved something? I, like rebellious. I think she was think going through that. it. I think it's like people who, yeah. I think it's when
1: you are, yeah, when you're going through it, you just want, I don't know, to, yeah, to feel something like you and the Red
0: Delicious Apples. Yeah. Like some of us, you know, take that route. Some of us steal from sex. <laughs>
1: I think like I want to tease out a little bit of what Chan said in terms of it running back to Johnny Depp. I think like it, like some people really care about being edgy and cool. And like holding a middle finger to the system and screwing the man. And I just think there was, it was probably born out of like a, like a, I'm just a cool girl. I don't give an F. Like, you know, it was an edgy story to tell Johnny later, probably. No, no, no. Because they had broken up. I I actually don't believe that. Because they had broken up. I think she was literally like maybe into some painkillers on a bender of some Mm -hmm. sort. Mm. And I think, yeah, it was like, it was a cry for help. Yeah. And I mean, like, just, I guess we can get... little bit into the my diatribe but like Johnny Depp and it was her first relationship it was the first person she ever made out with he like you know she lost her virginity to him and they dated for a very long time and it was a really like big relationship for her and then he started doing what's eating Gilbert Grape and that's when he kind of got into all of his like substance abuse issues and like took a real dark turn
0: oh wow I didn't realize he was that young when all because he's young in in Gilbert Grape yeah Well, and
1: by the time he started dating Winona he had already been like married and divorced and dated like other people. And anyway, like their relationship just really like hit the skids in a really dramatic way. And they like they were engaged and they were like, they were each other's like everything. And then he really went on a dark path and they just like couldn't handle it. And I think that was just really hard on her and hard on the both of them.
0: Yeah. Where where do you guys stand right now with Winona Ryder? I haven't watched Stranger
1: Things, so I feel like I'm like more neutral.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, same.
1: I think ambivalent because I I haven't been partaking of her content.
0: Yeah, I feel I mean, it's weird. I feel like her she's one of those people that the name feels bigger than the actual person to me. Like Mm. the name Winona Ryder feels huge. Like, I don't feel like you would ever run into somebody who doesn't know who that is. But when I sit and think about like, oh, yeah, am I like a huge fan of her? Do I like know that much about her? I really don't. I don't dislike her I don't but it is just crazy again going back to these early 2000s moments where they they were everywhere they seemed so huge I think that Gwyneth is much more famous than Winona but she's still one of those names to me that like Gwyneth Paltrow it it feels like this huge name A-list, most famous person. I mean, people are like, it was Gwyneth. It was Madonna. It was. And then I'm like, I don't really think about Gwyneth Paltrow that often. Right. Like, I don't consume a lot of a, well, a lot of GP co- like stuff.
1: That would make one of you because Lauren and I are unfortunately, <laughs> we can't get enough. <laughs> this is where our, our word would. I knew uh, it. No, to your point. A wood. To your point about Winona, I she also went on a huge break after this scandal. And that's an important detail. Yeah. So I think that's why yeah. also she's not, You know, she was like it kind of derailed her career for a very long time, and then she like she acts grateful for that. Honestly, it gave her time to like heal. I also think though that that's primarily a function of the fact that you know being famous at the height and being at the height of your career when someone like Winona or Gwyneth or Cameron Diaz or any of those those stars that were really upper echelon at that time, there I think they're such big household names because there were so fewer celebrities. Yeah, now everyone like. You're you're I mean, I I saw Alex Cooper go on Jimmy Kimmel and like Alex Cooper came from, you know, she's a self-made Internet star. And now that's really kind of the thing. There's so many Internet stars that have kind. I think that the, the celebrity landscape, it's just huge now. And there's so many more famous people. So the people that were famous before, they just feel a lot more iconic to me.
0: No, you're you're so, so spot on. And I think that that's like that's exactly the point that I'm trying to make, like the name Gwyneth. Like, I don't think that we will ever have that again. I don't think we'll ever have another Leo, another Brad, another. And people are always like, well, Timothy Chalamet. I'm like, no, it will be vastly different. Like, I feel like I always hear, I've I've talked about this before where I'm like, I don't think we'll ever have celebrities like that ever again. And people are like, but Florence Pugh and Timothy Chalamet. And I'm like, it's just not going to be the same thing. If I can just share this weird thought I have about it or
1: conspiracy theory. But I really think that if you go back 30 years, if you just look visually at who was famous, it's like night and day for how hot these people used to be. I mean, think about Johnny Mm -hmm. Depp in his prime. Brad Pitt in his prime. Think about Kevin Costner, all these people who were so fit. It was like really the hottest, most talented people. That's really who rose to the top. But now I think it's like, who has the most Instagram followers? They get the modeling job. You know, they get mm-hmm. the job in the movie and and things have kind of changed. And I, I do think that that's a little bit also part of it is like visually, you know, honestly, stars of the past just were like much like just so attractive. Lauren yearns for the days when celebrities were hotter. I do yearn for these times.
0: I totally get it. And maybe we sound like old ladies, like reminiscing, like maybe it's like our grandma's reminiscing on like Brando. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's like maybe I mean, part of me thinks there's just too many opinions out there as we're three women who literally started podcasts for only our opinions (laughs) and nothing else. You can reach more people. You can get more people's feedback. You can people, you know, like Quirky celebrities, and mm-hmm. you know, ugly hot celebrities, and and celebrities that seem artistic, and celebrities, you know, it's like because everybody has input. Like in the '90s and 2000s, it's like you went with like the kind of the golden standard of things, and you served mm-hmm. it to people. You didn't right. crowdsource what was cool about each celebrity individually, and you know, like you just you got like who was the peak of talent and hotness, and then we got them, and that's who we had. Yeah. And I think
1: supermodels and actors of the eighties and nineties, they, they do represent that certain Zenith. But I also think that right now it's so much, it's a much more fun time to be alive and to be creating content and to be doing things mm-hmm. because it's less shallow. And because, yeah. you know, you don't have to be born a model, you know, you can get plastic surgery to look like a model like Bella Hadid. I mean, that's a story of, you know, equality. You can, <laughs> she's
0: yeah, showing us that it's all possible
1: it's all possible. Or, you know, it's not even about how you look. And I think this is a way better time to be alive personally. So anyway.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Okay. Well, it seems we'll probably each get through two. I know we, but we all have three, but let's do our second. Let's go into Lauren. What do you got for us? You know, I want to come with an apology.
1: The assignment was a scandal of the 2000s. But I'm going to rewind the clock a little bit further to 1988, okay, before either of you were born. I wasn't born either. <gasps> Are you in so, 80s? For any of us like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. No, no. No, no <laughs> tea, no shade to our friends born in the 80s. Anyway, but I want to bring us back to 1988 because this is a very fun fact that I had no idea about. And this is, let's see, this is the Rob Lowe sex tape. So are any of you aware of Rob Lowe filming a sex tape?
0: So I am only aware because I enjoy a Comedy Central roast and oh, okay. I watched the Rob Lowe roast and that and I remember being like why Rob Lowe? Like why is this who they picked? And then when it started I was like this guy has a sex tape with maybe a minor?
1: Uh thank you. Chandler, did you know about I this? Was, I was just going to say, if you can consider Parks and Rec to be a sex tape for Rob Lowe, <laughs> then yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. So Rob Lowe, so this is kind of has hit news cycles more recently because Rob Lowe wrote a memoir. And so, you know, he was doing a lot of interviews and he couldn't leave this out of his life story so he, Rob Lowe, credits his 1988 sex tape with positively changing the trajectory of his life. So more than two decades ago, a home sex tape, which included the actor, was leaked to the press in the grainy tape, Lowe starred in a steamy encounter with a 16-year-old girl from Atlanta, <gasps> as well as a 23-year-old girl. Yes.
0: What? Knew there was a, knew there was a minor in there.
1: On the night of July seventeenth, nineteen eighty-eight, when we were still in the pre-mortal existence, Rob Lowe <laughs> allegedly picked up Parsons. Where in we were, seat.
0: where we were, we were tuned in, but not on Earth.
1: <laughs> we were choosing between the battle of good and evil at this point. But anyway, <laughs> down in the earthly realm, okay, Rob Lowe was at Club Rio, an Atlanta night spot, and he picked up two girls. He took them back to the Atlanta Hilton very classy, continental breakfast with what appeared to be their cooperation. I mean, thank God for that. And taped the ensuing sex scene. After the tape's release, Lowe maintained that he didn't know one of the girls was underage. He ultimately settled a lawsuit with her family and was not charged with a crime. So despite the media firestorm he faced at the time, Rob is thankful that the controversy helped him refocus his priorities. This is a quote from Rob. That's what he has to say. He says it's one of the reasons why I got sober. I woke up one day and I was like, what am I doing with my life? I'm 29 years in and people talk referencing that, you know, people knew about the sex tape and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Honestly, because of it, I got me sober. And because I'm sober, I'm married. I've been married for 29 years and I have two great sons. And I don't think any of that happens without going through that scandal. I mean, I, are you guys tearing up? I am. I mean, I'm moved.
0: I'm moved. <laughs> I'm, I'm considering maybe a similar path if I'm needing some life changes. Okay. So what was Rob Lowe even famous for at this point? The outsiders? Like what was he even in?
1: You know, I would need to pull up his IMDb. I don't remember, but it appears that he, he was quite successful.
0: Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm late to the Rob Lowe game he wasn't even on my mind in my brain until parks and rec like i thought yeah. well, you know what? i'm going to give his i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to look up his imdb yeah, i wanna look it, see
1: look it up look it up I, uh, while yeah. you're doing that i'm going to read a comment from someone on reddit who said file this in the white dude privilege files. Rob Lowe, who birthed the celebrity sex tape genre in a video featuring a minor, now makes bank-hyping Nutrisystem. The closest he ever came to an apology was saying that the scandal led to his sobriety with no mention of how it affected the underage girl. It is such an interesting note of timing that like, because of the way that all this unfolded, he just never really, really suffered the consequences.
0: Yeah, I I was actually going to ask that about if she had ever come forward, if like she had ever made a statement or anything, because that's really like who suffers here, obviously, right. is this underage girl and the, and the other girl, even not being underage. It doesn't mean that she wasn't traumatized by whatever media shitstorm happened to her after that. And it's like it is so, yeah, I don't even know the word Dis- disheartening, maybe to just to hear Rob be like it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yes. And these girls are like cool. Like that took me 25 it, years of therapy and I'm still not over it. Also something sobering
1: is that I think I did more community service
0: for my traffic <laughs> ticket than Rob Lowe did for
1: this sex tape because he had to do only 20 hours of community service.
0: Okay. So on his IMDb, it looks like, I mean, the title that sticks out the most to me is St. Elmo's fire. So he mm, was in that yeah. in 1985. And then, yeah, it looks like, I mean, I, I, I don't think I've seen any of these. It looks like he was in Wayne's World, but that was after 1992. But yeah, I mean, he was, oh, he was in Tommy Boy. Didn't know that. Anyway, so he was not unsuccessful.
1: Absolutely. And I think he he talked a little bit about how like getting, he said he's 18, I think, when he really kind of rose to fame. And obviously Rob Lowe is super attractive. And I'm sure that it was some sort of a toxic mix to be rising to all this fame, having all this money and... Freedom at, at such a young age. So, anyway, just a tale of triumph.
0: of a overcoming of triumph. Just your your classic underdog story. Really, <laughs> exactly. is what we have here. <laughs> is what we have. Because yeah, it. I mean, Roblo, Yeah the the is he in a, is it Nutrisystem? Is it Weight Watchers? Where has he landed? Huh?
1: Nutrisystem. He is a spokesperson for Nutrisystem. He you know is very wealthy. He's married for 29 years. I mean, really, if there's anyone aspiring to get married who's listening, aspiring to get sober, perhaps a sex tape with a minor. No, that's, that's a terrible joke. <laughs> I,
0: excuse me. Could help you on your path. It could. Yeah. Rob Lowe. Uh, yeah. Admittedly is a little bit of a blind spot. His roast is really funny. I don't know if you guys ever watch those Comedy Central no, roasts. No, I don't know I why. I have seen them. They're so dumb. I don't know why. Like, But actually, Martha Stewart does the Justin Bieber roast. And she kills. she's hilarious. She does so well. Yeah. So I love... I don't know why. I just have loved those. But yeah, the Rob Lowe one is good. And there's a really good... The Alec Baldwin, which I almost picked an Alec Baldwin (gasps) scandal for my next one. The Ungrateful Little Pig voicemail. But (gasps) I did not pick that on my list. We will have to do a part two where we... I mean, Alec Baldwin was a, was almost on my list. Mel Gibson was almost on my list. Mm-hmm. There were yeah. some, some big 2000s ones, but where I landed was the Tiger Woods cheating scandal of 2009. I'm realizing I went with 2009 with both of them. But Tiger Woods, let's see, when reports surfaced, or it was 2009 when reports surfaced about his extramarital affairs. And this is another one of those ones similar to the Schwarzenegger one where you're like, you have this idea of this male celebrity and Mm -hmm. because you only have, you know, this, this tiny little sliver of who they are, in your mind, they've never done anything wrong. And especially with athletes, like... I even remember learning that Michael Jordan was like not a great guy. And I was like, what do you mean? It's Michael Jordan. He's like the pinnacle of basketball. Like he should be the best guy ever. I felt that way about Tiger Woods because he was so much bigger than golf. I mean, I don't know anything about golf. I I don't consume golf content ever, but everybody knows who Tiger Woods is. Such a star. And you just assume that these athletes are good guy. I don't know. At least that. at least in the early 2000s. Now yeah. I've really, I'm really jaded against professional athletes in a lot of ways, but at the time, you know, he had this beautiful wife. They had two kids together. I, I believe her. I mean, I know it's E-L-I-N. I think it's Elin is how you say her name. Elin Nordegren Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. 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 So they, so they find out and then it's, I mean, It was huge. And I've seen a ton of TikToks about it where people are like, why did I cry in 2009 when I found out that Tiger Woods cheated? (laughs) But that was how it felt because it was just this, he was so much bigger than just being a professional golfer. So yeah, then, you know, he, that same night, he's in a car accident. He took a hiatus from golf, later apologized for his actions. Obviously, it affected him for a time, but like many of these scandals, they usually find their way back on top and I feel like that's where Tiger is now and I like I, I was actually talking to my brother Taylor who's a big golfer and I was like how did we lose the plot here because I thought we were like 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 I thought that Tiger Woods is like not great like I thought that we were all on board for like Tiger is a bad guy whatever yeah yeah but you know, the new, the news cycle just keeps rolling. And these people just, they get back on the horse, they start playing golf again. And magically we forget. And I feel like that happens quicker than ever. Now I actually just brought this up in an episode. Like how has Danny Masterson and Ashton Kutcher, like, we're no longer talking about that. It was, it was mere months ago. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I don't think anybody's given it a thought since then. So while it was a slower process in the 2000s, I, I think that the more I learn about scandals, the more I learn, I don't think they're, they're very rarely detrimental long-term. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, Louis CK is touring again. I feel like um, no one really gets canceled forever. I also am willing mm-hmm. to wager, though, back to Tiger that the primary de- demographic of Tiger fans are Republican. Da- I mean, not a design not political, just men. I don't think most yes. men give a shit about cheating scandals like at no, all. I, yeah. don't I don't care. Either. I don't think he lost a single PGA fan during that, he I don't just think fell so out of favor with like the minivan majority of, of moms who saw it on us weekly.
0: No, you're you're so right. And what else is weird is that he cheated with dozens yes. of women. I oh, mean, I yeah. think that some people reporting hundreds of women like it was it was, you know, sex workers. It was mm-hmm. acquaintances. It was friends of friends. It was like and unfortunately, like I not think that that bothers people less than like, oh, he had a long-term affair relationship with one person. Like when people are like, he's just, you know, people write it off as, as all these different things. He was just, he was partying and he had this money and all this stuff. It's like more off-putting for people when it's like, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. Like he had this, he had this relationship with this one woman and he had a, you know, an emotional affair or whatever it might be, you know? Do you potentially
1: think that's because like when someone steps out with one other person or, you know, and it's kind of more of a standard affair story versus like this person is hiring hundreds of prostitutes or sex workers. Like, do you feel like that might be because it's like, oh, this guy has like a mental illness. like, he clearly is unwell. And this is like such an aberration that this is not about Ellen at all or Elin at all. This is about his Huge issues. And I don't know. I think that totally. might be why people like put it in a different category.
0: Yeah. I I totally think that some people do that and they say, oh, it's like the burden of fame. It was his escape. Yeah. It was his addiction. It was his, you know, they write it, you know, they they put it on par. Unintended on par with like a drug addiction or something, you know, and it's like he was struggling through this. It was so hard for him since then. I mean, he has a relationship with his kids. There's been clips of him and his son Charlie golfing together, and you know, he's made jokes about how Charlie's going to be better than him. And by all accounts, it seems that he and his ex wife co parent just fine. I mean, it's been what is this now 15 years since then? I think that she is remarried also. But yeah, he, I don't know, the other thing with Tiger Woods. I just don't like him. I just don't. I feel like the more I mean, he dated Lindsey Vaughn, I believe, mm-hmm. the professional skier for a while. Yes. I mean, she said that there was a ton of toxicity there. I don't know. I just he, he is not he's he's I don't like him. Bottom no. line, I don't really like him.
1: I agree. He doesn't have like I mean, especially given this, but he doesn't have role model vibes at all.
0: No, not at all, and I think that I don't know. And I could I could go on and on with this in regards to sports all the time. But we, uh, or let's see, I could go on and on about this in sports in general that we really we tend to write off bad behavior because of the skill mm-hmm. or because of the talent or because you know, and we really don't hold athletes to like a a character standard. Mm-hmm. like maybe ever. Like I think about like Floyd Mayweather who literally beats up women. Right. Like has, has, you know, been charged with domestic violence against his partners. And we're like, but he's the best to ever do it. Like he's the best boxer ever. And it's like, it's weird how we, I mean, depending on the the field that celebrities work in, that's kind of where we decide how much they can get away with.
1: Right. And, and I also, I don't know. I just think that, I feel like I just have come to be so jaded when it comes to powerful, rich celebrity men. And it's, it's almost some, sometimes can be something I just like come to expect. Like it's almost a surprise. Mm-hmm. Like it's surprising to me that Roblo turned out to then have a faithful marriage for almost 30 year, three decades now. And mm-hmm. you know, it did turn his life around. And so it, I feel like that's, that's the thing that actually like shocks me.
0: Yeah, no, you're so right. And, and what a world, what a world to live in when we are shocked what a world, by fidelity. Truly.
1: I mean, <laughs> I, I think I'll just offer a small prayer that Travis Kelsey ends up being the man we think he is.
0: Oh, Chandler. <sighs> I, I don't, again, this is coming out in the future. So everything I'm like, <laughs> cause I just did an episode about, about them. And I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna give you guys a warning. I don't know what happened for the month of December, <sighs> mm-hmm. but I I am hopeful. I feel like anyway, that's a whole other thing. I won't I won't drag us down that rabbit hole because I'll talk for hours. Okay, but we'll wrap up here. We did. we'll we're just gonna have to do a part two. We're just yeah, gonna cool. have to revisit Absolutely. the scandals of Love the 2000s. It. But please tell everybody where they can find Pop Apologist, where they can find you guys. And also I meant to do this at the beginning. I don't know why we dove in so fast, but I really I, like, cause I feel like the podcast for you guys has evolved so much since yeah. the last time I was on. And since the last time we talked, cause you guys do, I mean, I know pop apologists and obviously you guys like, I mean, this is a, a huge topic, but you guys cover Like everything. So, talk about where the podcast is now, what you guys usually do week to week, and then where to find you.
1: Love it. We are on twice a week. So, we have two episodes that come out one on Wednesday, and then for our free episode, it's our main episode of the week. And then we have a Friday exclusive episode for Patreon subscribers and subscribers on Apple. And so, we really cover the gamut of celebrity topics. We do deep dives on, you know, great celebrity romances. A favorite episode is the Great American Romance of JFK Jr. and Carolyn Bissett Kennedy. So that's love. an incredible episode that people love. But yeah, we we kind of just we dig into all things pop culture and pop culture history. So you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, pop
0: apologists. Pop apologists. And no, I just have to say, I mean, your guys's content, I mean, I would say this off air, on air. You guys are so Good, you guys are oh my gosh, so. I mean you. the 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 research, the detail, the way you talk about things. I like. I'm trying to think of what what one was it. It was a royal family episode, I think, because you guys have covered the royal family. Oh correct? Yeah. yes, yes, yeah. Okay, Adnauseum. yes, okay. I'm, Okay, no, n- not enough. If you're asking me, <laughs> oh but just gosh. like uh, no, you guys are. You guys make such a great team, and oh, I, I really you. do enjoy. I mean, and you guys crush the. I mean, Chan was asking me, like, do you film this? Do you put it anywhere? I'm like, I should because your guys' videos. I mean, if people want to binge a a great TikTok, please head to Pop Apologist. So, oh my gosh, you're so, uh, thanks so much, Maddie. Uh, love to have been. Connected with you guys through this weird podcasting journey, but we'll we'll hop off here and yeah, Pop Apologist anywhere you get your podcast, and it's just Pop Apologist on Instagram and TikTok, right? Correct.
1: Yep. Pop Apologist. Okay.
0: Thank you so much for having us, Maddie. Thank you.